Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Ronnie Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for for so long now has finally arrived. Fundraising is officially open for AIDS Life Cycle 2023. So go on to my website at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn. Dot com and click the AIDS Life Cycle page and donate, donate, donate. Picture this. You wake in the morning, roll over and grab your phone first thing. And there on that iPhone screen, you see a text from your regular friends with benefits that you really haven't heard from in about a month now. And as you open the text, and read through, you realize that he's trying to tell you that he had a little bit of a gonorrhea scare and that you should probably go in and get tested too. And even though you're fully annoyed and just roll your eyes at the text, you realize that it has been about three and a half to four months since you got your last screening. So I guess now's as good a time as any to go in and get all of that shit out of the way. But then you go in and get all that testing done. And as you sit there waiting for your rapid results, the nurse practitioner walks in and tells you that you don't have gonorrhea, but you indeed do have HIV. And in that moment, you suddenly realize that your entire life has completely flipped around and changed in a way that you don't even know what to do next. So sit back, relax. Put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's find out what would happen if this hypothetical situation actually happened to you. And what would you do next? You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast.
Bonnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that actually is just as gay as your prep pill prescription. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, you know, I had a couple of other exposes planned out for the like lineup that was incoming. But because officially as I sit here in this moment, today is August the 17th. And if you're a fan of the show or listen along, you know that for the past several exposes, I have been relentlessly plugging registration and fundraising for the AIDS life cycle that officially drops today, August the 17th, 2022. So what that means is you can officially donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. (laughs) So take a look in any of my socials, any of my websites, any of my bios, link trees, all of it, anything that is Ronnie Washburn, there'll be a way for you to click and donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. But speaking of AIDS life cycle and donations... This week, I kind of wanted to focus on just a little bit more in depth on what exactly this event is all about. Because I could sit here and talk about AIDS and the AIDS life cycle and the two organizations that actually throw the event each and every year. But I really want you to know what's going on in current day society in regards to like the sexual education that I just feel nobody outside of larger cities that have big gay populations, such as San Francisco, Toronto, London, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, etc., have any idea about. Like, nobody fucking has a fucking clue. I actually have run into people who have messaged me on this fucking format and asked me what prep even is. And it just fucking blows my mind mind. So that's what this shit is really all about. So let's just jump in this week. And speaking of, you know, education sexually, I reached out this week in the Your Gay Expose segment to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and asked the question, when was the last time you used a condom in your normal, everyday, regular sexual habits? Because here in San Francisco, in our cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble, nobody used condoms condoms anymore because we have PrEP, because we have people who are HIV positive and undetectable. So who needs a fucking condom? And I'll explain a little bit more about that later. But first, before we actually go into the clinic, because our pee burned a little bit again, and you know that you probably have an STD. So let's just get it all out of the way and even see if HIV is on the table, because it might be. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's Re-Expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fucking shit. What the fuck was I even trying to say there? What a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, I just, um, my mind is kind of blown this week. I just have to say, 
I, you know, listen, I take one break from having a fucking re-expose segment and it's like you guys just piled up all this shit to just throw my way over the course of the past uh, couple of weeks. But I, I will say this, this week's re-expose segment is all about you, the listeners, just full on coming for me, full force. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I kind of love it. Listen, here's the thing. I knew that you all were going to come for me the moment I prepared last week's expose. Ronnie Raitt's Gay Shit, volume two, in which I actually took a few different aspects of the entertainment world and rated them on my sex scale from one to ten. And of course, because I, you know, rated the Beyonce album and rated it so low and expressed all of my feelings about how I felt about the album itself and just my opinion on her, her career, all of it leading up to this moment, I knew you were all coming for me. I mean, that was just inevitable in itself because as I stated so perfectly crystal clear in last week's expose, anytime Beyonce does so much as take a shit, the gay community just goes bat shit crazy to a place where really she could just do no wrong. And it really, I just don't understand why we're in this world where a Beyonce can just do the most mediocre work in her career and suddenly it becomes the most celebrated fucking album in like music history. I just don't fucking get it. And I literally stand by that expose last week, you guys. I'm not, I'm not gonna, so many of the messages were just people coming at me, trying to tell me how and why the Beyonce album is just so amazing like one person even sent me like a video of some person that they were filming at what seemed to be like a club or a bar somewhere in the world where their person was just out flat dancing to one of the Beyonce tracks from the newest album. And the person was getting down so crazy that the entire fucking club stopped and surrounded this individual. And listen, you can throw all of this shit my way all day long, but I'm going to say it just as much as I said it last week. I hated the Renaissance album. It was awful. It was terrible. And honestly, I feel as though I was being just maybe a little too generous by even giving it a three in the first place on that sex scale. But I stand 1,000 million percent by that decision. The Beyonce album is garbage. (laughs) Absolute garbage. Do I love her? Yes. Is her album terrible? Yes. And that's it. So just please, by all means, stop sending me death threats. (laughs) Stop (laughs) sending me fucking bee emojis. Fuck you all. (laughs) I love you from the bottom of my gay little black heart, but I really do very fervently feel exactly how I stated last week about the Beyonce album. It is awful. And that's it. And you know, despite all of the Beyonce people coming for me this last week, I have to say, I was really kind of shocked that I got multiple messages from people saying that they just loved the movie Fire Island. Listen, you can sit here and try to explain to me all day long why the movie was good in your opinion, and that's fine. That's your fucking opinion. But I'm so fucking sorry. When you take Matt Rogers, Bowen Yang, Joel Kim Booster and Margaret Cho, four of the funniest fucking comedians out in this world today, and put them in a gay-themed movie. I expect fucking funny. I expect it to be fucking funny. 
And it was not funny. Not only was it funny, but it was fucking boring. And I still 100% stand by that. Does that mean I hate those people? No, I just hated the movie. I still love Joel Kim Booster. I still love Matt Rogers. I still love Bo and Yang. I love their podcast. And I love Margaret Cho and have for years. That doesn't change my mind on who they are as individuals. They took on a fucking acting role. And Joel Kim Booster misguidedly tried to produce something that he thought would be good, but failed miserably. Guess what? We all fail in life. And it's okay that a Joel Kim Booster failed at creating a movie. That's fine. But just because the cast is so amazing doesn't mean that that makes the movie amazing too. And that's it. And I still stand by that decision too. So I have to clarify one last thing. Someone came for me as well, since apparently that's the theme of this week's re-expose, about the idea that I was trying to explain why Queer as Folk, the reboot, sort of bugged me in a sense. And I, I tried to explain very carefully that I did feel that the movie did a really great job of you know, putting, making the inclusivity factor a huge dynamic of the written show. But I feel like it went just a little too far in the sense of, you know, all the races, all the different genders, all, you know, the disabilities in some of the cast members. It was all there. And that's fucking amazing. I celebrated that. But somebody actually thought that I was mocking that, and that's not the case. So just as a little bit of clarification, I was not mocking the show for writing as such. I was actually just saying that I felt they went a little too far over explaining the dynamic of all the different races of the cast, of all the different genders of the cast, of all the different disabilities of each of the castmates. They all, it was a, we all got it. We all saw it. I just feel that a more focus should have been put on the individual storyline of the show itself and not so much written into the actual script. Just watch the fucking show, you guys. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. That's all I meant. I meant no ill will towards them for doing what they did. I love that they did that. And I thought it was incredible that they're bringing it to 2022 with all that inclusive material, but it just was a little too extra and it should have been toned down just a little bit. That's my opinion and I'm entitled to it. And you can try and come for me and you can try and cancel me all you fucking want. And I still stand by it. And I actually did like the show. I liked it. I just felt from a writer's perspective, looking in, it was just a little too much. That's all I meant. That's all I have to say. And before we exit this week's uh, re-expose segment, Someone actually sent me a message about the whole Tuvlo slash Tuvilu controversy that I exposed last week where I actually have lived the last like fucking, you know, whatever, however many years thinking that it was Tuvlo and in actuality, her name is Tuvilu. Somebody actually told me that she goes by Tuvlo in America. So in other words, we as Americans are supposed to reference her as Tuvlo but everywhere else she's known as Tuvilu. I I looked and I searched. I found nothing that verifies that. So this person sent me a message in my Instagram DM saying as such, and there was no proof, and I can't really find anything in regards to that being fact. So, I, I mean, sure, maybe that's the case, and then maybe I don't feel so bad for thinking that it was Tuvlo all these years. But the actual 
preferred. Like pronunciation of the singer's name is Tove Lu. <laughs> so Tovlo, Tuvi Lu, whatever you go by, wherever you go by it, can you just let me know? Because I know you listen to this show and you're a huge fan. <laughs> just let me know exactly how the fuck to pronounce your goddamn name. We all want to know. <laughs> So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have all the reasons why I am so passionate about this HIV slash AIDS cause in today's society. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, I thought it would take a little bit of a different spin on this segment and just reach out specifically to just my San Francisco friends and ask them the question, when was the last time that you in your regular sexual life used a condom? (laughs) You might be asking yourself, what the fuck does that have to do with this week's expose? But I did this because I want you all out there to understand this is how educated we are about our sexual health in San Francisco. Gays here in the SF community, we don't use condoms. And that's because everyone is either on PrEP or either on their HIV medication. And so therefore, either way you go, you can't catch the virus. So I just kind of wanted to know who is fully comfortable with that idea and that dynamic and who hasn't used condoms and who does. So let's get some of those responses now. Michael says, I can't even remember the last time I used one. Hamish says, I haven't had sex in almost two years. Whoa. Okay, so uh, when was the last time you used a condom? (laughs) York said, I haven't had anal sex since my last relationship. Victor says, yesterday. (laughs) Okay, so this is just complete and total lies. I know this bitch is not using a fucking condom for sure. He's just fucking with me because he knows it's for the show. So probably it's been a few years is my guess. Abraham says, February, because I hooked up with a doctor and he's just super vigilant. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, the idea that he's actually giving me an excuse as to why he used a condom is really just very San Francisco. <laughs> Jeff says, I can't really come when I use a condom. So that's exactly why I got on PrEP. Ben says, I've always had an allergy to latex. So thank goodness we now have PrEP. Joe says, hmm, a few months ago. Well, they were married and they wanted to be cautious for STDs and HIV, even though I'm on PrEP and have tested negative regularly. (laughs) 
So this is my friend Joe that I made on the AIDS life cycle. And he actually lives in Orange County, which doesn't even really fucking count for LA. And I think you, if you understand why I'm saying that, you, you and you know Orange County, you know exactly what I'm saying. So therefore, isn't the biggest gay population in the world and perfectly makes sense as to why this married couple would want Joe to use a condom. So I accidentally sent this out to Joe by mistake because I was only targeting my San Francisco friends. But this just proves my point all the more. Paul says, I'm on prep, so I don't use condoms. Timothy says, I hate when guys who I hook up with want to use condoms. Peter says, fuck, I don't even know. Probably the early 2000s. (laughs) Keshev says, now just before I read his actual answer, this is my friend who just recently moved to San Francisco. And if you listened along in past exposés, he recently revealed to me that when he first moved to San Francisco, he was just so mind blown that guys here just wanted condomless sex all the time. And because he was from Florida, he just never understood, didn't get it, was very uncomfortable with the idea of it. So therefore, this actually proves my point all the more. But this kind of was, it was his answer that sort of prompted this week's expose question. So let me just read what he said as follows. Outside of a relationship, every time I have been abstinent since my last breakup. So honestly, it's been over a year ago. But again, this proves my point. Like he is still in that mindset where he wants to have sex with a condom every time. I wonder how long it will take him to get used to the idea that now that he's an SF, he's just going to have to give that condom up. We'll have to find out. (laughs) Kyle says, Who wants to use a condom when you can get a hot load in your ass? (laughs) Yeah, that's very San Francisco, too. (laughs) Michael number two says, it's been so long, I don't even know what to tell you. Josh says, probably about a year and a half ago, and it's only because the guy I was sleeping with was insistent. Damien says, God, it's been at least five years. James says, do people still use condoms? (laughs) Sergio says, I think one time last year, I think. (laughs) Yep, spoken like a true San Franciscan. Robert says, you don't ask your ex those questions. <laughs> so just for all of you out there, this is my most recent ex. And <laughs> I know that this bitch probably doesn't even have a condom in his house and probably hasn't for years and years and years and years. For sure. I just wanted to see what he'd say. I just already know the answer. So there's that. <laughs> Kevin says, (laughs) oh my God, I love this bitch. Okay, Kevin says as follows, what is a condom? (laughs) Welcome to San Francisco, ladies and gentlemen.
So this week, I'll answer my very own question. And honestly, I can't really even remember the last time I used a condom. Ah, God, it at least fucking four to five years. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and you know, even to a place where when even when I jerk off and watch porn, I can't really get into like scenes with guys that are actually wearing condoms. It kind of turns me off a little bit. I have to see that fucking hot ass bareback sex. <laughs> so as I expected, most, if not all of these answers leaned really just one way. And even the people who mentioned that they had used a condom recently even gave an excuse as to why, because I think they felt a little weird about the idea that they were still using condoms. But either way, just as a disclaimer, once again, just so that you all don't come for me for promoting something negative, all San Francisco residents are either on PrEP or either on HIV medication. And why? Because we have here in the city the necessary resources to get the PrEP and to get the HIV medication. And you're about to find out that when you donate to my AIDS life cycle journey, that's exactly where this money goes to the comfortability of bareback sex. <laughs> and with that, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry because I didn't post a story because I kept this strictly to just my San Francisco friends. But stay tuned for next week. And just remember, if you answer, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now let's hop into my gay expose and you'll learn all the reasons why I am forever dedicated to this incredible AIDS life cycle cause. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I, I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. The birth of the AIDS crisis. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and give you a fucking lecture on how much this shit completely devastated our community and our society and that how it still even lingers to this very day. I mean, I can't even tell you some of the stories that I've encountered in my life from people who literally describe it as your circle of friends that you just love dearly 
literally dying off one by one by one. I just couldn't even imagine it. I actually try to take a step back and put myself in their shoes and picture my close, tight-knit circle of friends. And I don't even know what I'd do if I lost just one of them. It's just so fucking crazy. But of course, you know, because our country is the way that it is, and even worse back then, everyone decided to fucking ignore it and just, you know, chalk it up to the fact that it's a gay disease and we all were getting what we deserved to them. Death. I mean, that's what they thought. They thought, okay, well, you're gay, you have gay sex, so your punishment is that you can die from it. And you know, honestly, that mentality is so fucked up in itself. And truthfully, as much as I hate to say this, I honestly fervently feel that my parents had that exact same mindset. I would be willing to fucking put money on that shit. Almost to a place where I went my entire fucking life growing up, playing this role of being straight, even though the whole time I knew I was gay and knew absolutely not one fucking thing about HIV, AIDS, none of it, like nothing until in my 20s, I moved to San Francisco and suddenly I got fully fucking educated on all of this shit to this very day. I sit back and wonder and realize like, wow, I I can't believe that I went most of my life not knowing any of this shit and some of the encounters sexually that I had in the you know, back in my 20s, back in Sacramento, I I just, I had no clue. I was oblivious. I didn't know. Nobody educated me. I wasn't surrounded by people who wanted to talk about it. You know, and it's really even so crazy to think. You know, a couple of episodes back, I did, I don't remember, I think it was the sexual health expose, where I just asked in the Yorge expose segment to like a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, and one of my Sacramento girlfriends like the question was asked on a scale from one to ten like how educated are you you know on the whole HIV STD situation and one of my girlfriends actually answered a two because nobody talks about it that's what she said listen I grew up with this girl she's the same age as I am and she is admitting that she knows almost nothing about any of the education surrounding AIDS, HIV, and STDs. It just, it's so fucking crazy to me. Sacramento, that's supposed to be the fucking capital of California. And she has no idea. But what's even worse is, you know, listening through a lot of different gay-themed podcasts and actually stumbling upon a couple of episodes where this specific topic was tackled and just understanding that the general consensus, even in our very own gay community, even to this day, still doesn't fully understand or have any clue about the current day climate of HIV AIDS and how you can properly protect yourself against and or even if you have HIV, how you can protect others around you sexually. It's just, I can't even understand for the life of me why. This is not a thing that is just being taught in schools, in sex ed, and I just don't fucking get it. It blows my mind. So, you know, As I've talked about so many times on this show, I went on the AIDS life cycle last year and it changed my life. Now, you know, 
I pride myself on being an LGBTQ plus community activist, but I never in a million years thought that when I signed up to do this AIDS life cycle that it would forever change my entire outlook and just persona and everything about me as a person in that week-long AIDS life cycle journey. Like, I had no fucking clue what I was in for. And even though I you know, living in San Francisco and being a San Francisco resident and being fully educated on all things HIV, STDs, AIDS, all of it, I I still learned so much more about all of it. it. People who had these stories that just brought tears to my fucking eyes about all the lives they lost back in the 80s. I couldn't even put into words or even articulate how This shit just gave me, like, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about and thinking about some of those stories and those moments. It's just, it's so crazy. So, I, you know, because of that and because of the AIDS life cycle and how that changed my outlook on life, I have really decided to devote my life to really just using this platform along with any other platform that I find myself in moving forward to just spew out my undying love and support for this incredible fucking cause. You know, and even to a place where I have ideas of trying to start my very own HIV AIDS organization, because that's how important I feel that this shit is in my life. And I just can't sit here and let people ignore this shit anymore. Therefore, I'm just going to use my undying love and support and really just trying my very best on promoting and just supporting any and all cause in regards to HIV and AIDS because let's just be real the government doesn't want to really have any part of it and the only reason why I even feel like they have somewhat of their hand in the mix currently is because The HIV and AIDS crisis did take its toll on so many American citizens that they finally kind of had to take a step back and put some money into the science and the medicines and things that we all needed to make sure that we could get to a place where, you know, we get out of this mess. So let me tell you all the reasons why I decided to talk about this shit this week. At the time of this recording, it's currently August the 18th, 2020. And what that means is yesterday was actually the open enrollment for registration for the AIDS life cycle for 2023. But along with the idea that now, for those of us who are already registered, we can start collecting donations for our specific AIDS life cycle journey moment. And, you know, I set up my profile this morning before I decided to record this expose. And truth be told, I had so many other episodes that were slated to air before this. And I just, because I set it up and because I put so much fucking passion into the dialogue that I put in regards to all the reasons why I needed to like tell everyone who somehow clicked on that page why they should donate to my AIDS life cycle journey, I just sort of felt that I needed to expose this to you this week, the listeners. I just want everyone to fully understand and know why it's so important to donate to something like an AIDS life cycle and support this whole fight against HIV and AIDS. It's so fucking 
important. So all the reasons why I've decided to really just commit my life to doing the AIDS life cycle every single year until the day I die is mostly in part to the idea that I just believe so much in this organization. And when I say organization, I mean both the San Francisco AIDS Foundation and the Los Angeles LGBT Center, because both organizations actually put on this event each and every year. And the idea is to prom- to basically really just encourage people to collect as much money as possible to get those donations in. And all the proceeds go towards, you know, AIDS and HIV research. It's just so fucking important. Think about it like this. The opening story that I disclosed on this episode, picture yourself as that person, as that individual, that person who suddenly, you know, goes in and goes in to get like a gonorrhea test because the person they're dating had a gonorrhea scare and only to find out that they don't in fact have the gonorrhea. They have HIV instead. And how that just completely changes your entire life. Suddenly in that moment, you get the results and suddenly find out that you're HIV positive. And what the fuck do you do next? Well, these organizations actually help people through that journey Like it is so important for people to understand not only that you can go into facilities such as the San Francisco AIDS Foundation, like the Strut Clinic in which they financially support and whatever it is clinic that's in LA, which I'm not really sure which that one, (laughs) what that one is, but I'm pretty confident that there is a clinic down in LA that the LGBT Center the Los Angeles LGBT Center supports. But at any rate, just picture yourself as that person. What would you do? Because in that moment, you suddenly find yourself in a situation where you, for the rest of your life, you have to take a medication to avoid death and to avoid the HIV turning in to AIDS. So this is the kind of shit that really kind of blows my mind to think about all of these one in eight people that are walking around the entire United States of America un aware of the fact that they actually are HIV positive. And you guys, the longer you leave that shit, the more it can develop into something a little bit more serious. People can still get AIDS. People can still die from this. And the worst part about it is the fact that these people don't know that they have HIV and that they're having sex with other people and spreading it to other people. And this is just not limited to gays alone. The actual statistical analysis that I pulled information from it it did it it was the fucking united states people as a whole so this is gay straight bi trans all of it everyone is included in this entire statistical analysis so it's just it's so difficult so let's just put yourself back in that scenario where you go in to the local supported clinic and you find out that you're hiv positive what's next so the actual strut for example which is the clinic that's down the street from where I live here in the Castro, what they do is they actually start you on the medication immediately. They give you any and all resources that you might need. If you're having a hard time with learning that you've contracted HIV, they provide, you know, therapeutic services. They provide any, they're just so open-armed and welcoming and they just want to make this transition as easy for anyone 
that walks through those doors as the next who walks through those doors. And it's really such an amazing and incredible organization that would just do this shit for people and make it free of charge, you guys. That's what we're actually collecting this money for, for these events, for such events as the AIDS life cycle, for that person to walk through those doors and actually be able to get on a program that can facilitate the medications that they need for the rest of their life without having to pay for it. Because I'm here to tell you that medication that somebody needs to take when they become HIV positive is, wait for it, $4,000 a month. That's right. You didn't hear me wrong. $4,000 a month. And their programs that are set as such in the city of San Francisco that actually allow people to get on said programs and basically get on medication so they can live a full, long, and happy and healthy life. But the most important dynamic of this entire process that I'm explaining to you in this moment is the idea that when you do take this medication, and I feel like this is the stigma and the part that a lot of people don't understand and fully miss. When you take the medication and become what is called undetectable, that means that the HIV virus in your system is so low because of the meds that it can't be detected by any lab or test. But what that also means is that, wait for it, you as an HIV positive individual can have unprotected sex with others and wait for it, not transmit the virus. I'll say it one more time. If you are HIV positive and undetectable via medications, you can have unprotected sex with a negative individual and not contract the virus. So whoever is negative, they can't get it. They can't get the virus from these undetectable individuals. That being said, we also have the aspect of PrEP. Now, this strut um, clinic, for example, that's in the Castro, they provide the services for people to go get PrEP prescriptions as well. And obviously for people who aren't in the know, which I don't know how you don't already know about what PrEP is if you listen to this show... I mean, the very color scheme of the website for this show, as well as the color scheme for this show, is fucking prep pill blue. That was the idea behind the show. It's called branding, baby. Prep pill blue. It's basically a medication that you take to have sexual encounters with others. And if they are, for example, that one in eight individual who is HIV positive and doesn't even fucking know it, They protect themselves by being on PrEP and they don't contract the virus. So there's just so many different resources out there that I just am so forever grateful to live in a city that just provides these resources to its residents free of charge. And we wouldn't have this shit if it wasn't for something like a San Francisco AIDS Foundation, something like a Los Angeles LGBT Center, something like an AIDS life cycle that provides the money to provide, you know, that person that walks in and that $100 test to take to see if they're HIV positive or if they're still negative. That's the cost of that test. It covers the cost of said test. You guys, it's so important and I get so worked up and passionate about this shit because I just don't fully understand why people outside 
of larger gay populated cities still don't fucking know about this shit. It just blows my mind. So I say all that to say that officially donations are now ready. Fundraising is started for the AIDS life cycle and I have it up on all of my socials, in all of my link trees, in all of my bios, all of my websites, in everything that has Ronnie Washburn on it, there is a way to get to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. And you guys, please, please donate. I'm asking you from the bottom of my gay little black heart, be like the best part of this AIDS life cycle journey by donating any amount. Any amount of money is accepted. It could be a dollar. It could be $500. It just whatever you're able to donate, just be a part of creating that moment where we get to a place where we can have zero infections in our society. It's possible. If we get everybody on HIV medication or get everybody on PrEP, we can get to a place where we can get zero HIV infections moving forward. And we can't do that without the necessary resources provided by the Los Angeles LGBT Center, the San Francisco AIDS Foundation, or something like an AIDS life cycle. So I'll put the link to all of it in my fucking show notes for this week's expose. I'm begging you, you guys, just donate. Help me out. I need your support for my AIDS life cycle journey. I want to raise as much money this year as I possibly can to do my due diligence and just support this very important and incredible cause. And if you have any more questions, or even if you want to register for the AIDS Life Cycle and learn more, do one of two things. Go back into my AIDS Life Cycle Journey Expose. It's episode 110. And just listen along in a little bit more in-depth detail and all the reasons how and why this incredible cause changed my life. But also check out AIDSLifeCycle.org and register as a writer. Register as a roadie. I promise you, you guys, this shit will change your life fucking life as well as that person who walks into something like a strut not knowing if they're negative or positive and gets a test and finds out what their next steps are so fucking important just do it now So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot, or at least I hope you guys did. You know, it's really difficult for me to like sit here and talk about this and like say it to a place where it's like I'm talking to somebody like as if they don't already know this information because, you know, like I've said so many times on this show, I live in this cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble where we're just all educated on all of this. And so I only do this for those who live outside of something like a cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble and really just need to know this information. I really just want the entire fucking world to know that this is real. This is shit that you need to know about having gay sex in today's society. And don't be one in eight 
that is walking around in the United States infecting others with HIV. Just get tested, know your status, and just be fully educated on all of this shit. And if you have any questions about any of the information that I disclose this week, feel free to call in the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and ask me anything. Tell me anything. Just anything, you guys. I am here to fucking help. I want everyone to know. I want the world to just understand all of this shit. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of my Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check the latest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle, the official website at mygayexposepodcast.com. And you guys, please, please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. Any of the links in my bios, any of the like link trees that I have, any of my socials, any of my websites, it's all there for you to find right in front of your face. Just legitimately Google Ronnie Washburn and you'll find a way to donate but literally go to my page and please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey and if you have any further information on how to be a part of this AIDS life cycle journey by registering as a writer or a roadie feel free to take a look at AIDSLifeCycle.org and don't forget to join us next week for another messy salacious and relatable episode with me exposing my gay I'm Ronnie Washburn and I will go get treated for that chlamydia for free at Strut with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.